Yeah. No. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. What do yeah. We, I, I don't, I've never, I, you, no. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah, that really oh, hey. kind of grosses me out. That was so organic. Thank you. Hi, I'm Katie. And some of you have not been gifted Bill O'Reilly's weight loss book as a teen. And it Hi, welcome to Chili's. My name's Molly. Can I get you guys started <laughs> with something to drink? I'm just trying to restore uh, a little bit of normalcy in these troubled times. I know it's been a while since some of us have been to a restaurant because coronavirus. Tugging at my heart. Strings. Okay, that was me saying strings. Uh, this audio is a little rough and it cut out right before Katie could finish what she was saying. Uh, I may be popping in here to try to clean up the audio a little bit, but I am limited in my resources and patience. Uh, bear with us. <laughs> Coronavirus has taken over. Uh, Katie and I are recording remotely for the first time. She's in New Jersey. I'm here in New York. Uh, she's clanging around some tea in the background. Pretty unprofessional. <laughs> Sorry. We'll all, we'll all just deal. Um, so we, um, we debated whether or not we should even talk about coronavirus. We took a poll on Instagram. A lot of you said you were sick of hearing about it. And you wanted us to just be a distraction. But hear us out. It is all I can think about. Um, and then also we did a poll over on Patreon where 15 people are supporting us. If you want to join us over there, please do. Uh, $4 a month gets you an extra mini episode. But uh, I, we, when I did a poll over there, some people expressed interest in hearing about how social media influencers were reacting to coronavirus. And so I thought now would be a good time to check in with some of them, with some of the friends, the celebrity friends we've made along the way, and just take their temperature on this whole issue yes we always want to be some sort of distraction and trust us you haven't heard our opinions yet so it kind of won't be totally corona centric make sure to yeah. keep following us on instagram um i'll keep taking more polls that we'll i guess ultimately ignore but it's yeah <laughs> no yeah podcast. <laughs> um don't you guys like being ignored i feel like that's what you come to us for um no but, they do okay it is so i did check the most recent stats and uh worldwide there have been over 120,000 documented cases of covid19 and just over 2,000 deaths so that's a lot um but uh wait no there's more cases than that no i don't think so Oh, no, I think I'm sorry. Deaths. There's like 500,000 cases. I'm so sorry. That was for the U.S. Uh, <laughs> don't listen to her. Okay. It's 658,000 worldwide and 30,000 deaths worldwide, globally. Wow. Such a nationalist. I only care <laughs> about the U.S. Yeah, seriously. So, Katie, I wanted to dive in, first of all, to a warm bath of bat soup. Oh, God. I'm, I'm ready. So, okay. So, there was a viral post that went around that featured a Chinese vlogger, a Chinese social media mm -hmm. influencer named Wang Mengyun, who was going, uh, who uh, was eating, eating a bat 
eating a bad soup. There's no way around it. Um, but it was uh, incorrectly tied to the current coronavirus um, when that uh. that video was, in fact, from uh I think three years ago is for a little travel show she did. And she wasn't even in China. She was in Palau, which is a South Pacific Island. And she clarifies. So she released a statement because she was getting all these death threats and all this hostility online from people. saying, It was you. You're the one who gave us all coronavirus because you ate a bat. Um, so she made a post that said, sorry, everyone, I shouldn't eat bats. She began. <laughs> <laughs> then she said, uh, it's a fruit bat raised by locals, not a wild one, but it's a bat. Can't argue with that. Look, she's not wrong. This just proves how silly people can be. Well, okay. On the internet, she's not silly. Eat as many bats as you want. I ultimately don't really care. Yeah. So, okay. So, I didn't know this until I started reading about coronavirus, but apparently bats are the source of quite a bit of pestilence and infections. Um, So. Oh, sorry. Sorry, what's that? I heard I was listening to the daily, a much smarter podcast than our own. Mm -hmm. And they said that bats were the beginning of SARS as well. Yes. Uh, uh, Thought to be. Yes. In fact, uh, so coronavirus is part of a family of bat borne viruses um, of which SARS was uh, another one. This is actually the fifth bat virus in the past 26 years. Um, There was uh, Hendra in 1994, Nipah in 1998, SARS in 2002, uh, MERS, Middle East Respiratory Syndrome in 2012, and Ebola in 2014. Oh, Ebola, even. Wow. Well, I've also heard that... It really and like are bats okay well yeah well, okay so the point that she was making about it being a fruit bat is i think that her point was uh that wild bats are actually the problem because they live together in these mm. uh in these gross little caves and i'm no virologist but i think it's the all of them clustering together in damp humid caves that's really uh really where the the nastiness lies um don't you dare yuck their yum molly <laughs> not on my show so yeah so sars comes up a lot in relationship to coronavirus because that was also tied to as we've seen in hunan the wet markets have been uh it's was traced yeah. to this specific seafood wet market um and sars they believe was uh did come from civets which are tiny little jungle cats i believe um, being sold in wet markets. So uh, I was reading about this because of a virologist named Shi Zhengli. They profiled her in the Scientific American. Um, she's a bat re- a virologist who researches the connection between viruses and bats. And she works at a laboratory in, um, uh, in Wuhan. Sorry, I think I said Hunan before, in Wuhan, um, where she... Uh, it, it's um, the bat that she, the bat laboratory out of is uh, a, a, a laboratory where they, where, um, w- who have uh, viral strains. And so when this all happened, um, this bat researcher was really worried that it had been the source of, uh, that one of the bats in her laboratories had been the source of the outbreak. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. So then she went and she had to look and make sure that the viruses that were appearing in people weren't the viruses that were appearing in her bats in her lab. And she says that they weren't. So I guess we'll just take her word okay. for it. <laughs> I guess I, I guess I believe her. Yeah. So um, in wet markets, do you know what a wet market is? No, but I mean, I guess blood, water, etc. So it's basically where uh, in China, it's very common to have a wet market be part of the village scene or your city experience where you go and you buy, um, uh, you go and you buy animals or buy fresh food, basically fresh meat from uh from these types of markets and they're called wet markets because they're always being hosed down because there's always blood everywhere and uh feces Mm. from animals um china isn't great Mm. with food safety regulations there's uh a lot a lot less of that over there so obviously a lot of xenophobes have latched onto this idea that it's like uh chinese people they're just wrong and they eat wrong and that's that's part of the, that's that's all ugh, Fox News, you know. Right. So um, but really uh, a big part of it is this um, the fact that a lot of the wet markets, uh, in addition to selling um, in ad- addition to selling normal livestock, they also sell wild wild animals and a big okay. a big part of that is because of um chinese traditional medicine often calls for these strange strange animals um and uh, i was mm. reading that there has been a push towards more uh chinese traditional medicine because of uh the current president um has been uh, president xi jinping has been pushing uh, Chinese traditional medicine as part of his brand of nationalism. Oh, wow. So in particular, I thought this was really interesting. There was a rumor going around for a while. Now it seems like this maybe isn't the best theory. But for a while, people were saying that it was uh, pangolins that were the problem. Do you know what a pangolin is? Oh, what is so that? for a while, um, they were saying, like, it can't just be going from bats to humans, this virus. There has to be an intermediary source. And they're saying, like, maybe it's pangolins. So they basically, they look like armadillos. They're the world's only mammal with true scales. They're actually very cute. They kind of curl up into balls like armadillos. I'm looking them up right now. Yeah, look them up. They're pretty cute. Yeah, tell me what you see. I'm seeing some sort of armadillo meets turtle in some shape, and it has arms, little face, scales. It rolls in a ah. So the demand for pangolins mostly comes from China, where they are illegally trafficked. So they're endangered. They're not supposed to be sold at all. But they're very popular <laughs> because they're considered their scales are believed to be a cure-all, um, and that their and their uh, flesh is as we've heard over and over, considered delicacy. Oh my God. Why is it that the grossest meats are delicacies? I, you know, that's what people just want to say about eating gross stuff. I think I read in a national geographic that their scales are said to treat everything from arthritis to difficulty with lactation in mothers. Whoa. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so the set, the international trade in pangolins is banned, but China approves the use of 29 tons of scales, which is the equivalent, Katie, what? to 73,000 pangolins for commercial traditional medicine. Oh, so, no. 73,000 pangolins. But, but. Isn't there a way to just replicate the stuff, like, you know, synthetically? Like, look, I guess I'm a, I don't know, I'm going to become a doctor. <laughs> I just feel like you don't have to go around killing. We make Beyond Burgers. We can fucking make scales. <laughs> um, yeah. Beyond scales. I'm running for president 2020. If someone is wondering how they're going to make a financial comeback after this, after this whole recession issue. <laughs> I just gave you your yeah. Synthetic pangolin scales. Somebody do it. <laughs> uh, so there was also recently a rumor that their scales contain an opiate called tramadol, which is mm. obviously not true. But also, uh, pangolin, the virus that they found in pangolin, the viruses that they found in bats, they say are actually closer to what they've to what we found in humans. I don't know why they've ruled out the virus going directly from bat, bats to humans. Um, I guess because there aren't as many bats around Wuhan, except in this laboratory that they say is definitely not the source. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, bats, I'm sorry to say, it doesn't seem that crazy to me. If people are eating bat soups and they're around, I don't, you know, if they're around, they're around. They don't have to be around as often as pangolins. Uh, yeah, I mean, you heard it here first. <laughs> or a genomist, but it doesn't sound that crazy okay. to me. Okay, yeah. Not that crazy. So in light of all this, in light of this latest outbra outbreak, uh, China and Vietnam are banning the wildlife trade um, to help stop spread these freaky, freaky viruses. I like that. Good well, plan. okay, but I also read that um, these, uh, the, the, international trade of these types of animals is worth about $76 billion and, uh, and could put approximately 14 million people out of jobs, according to a 2017 Oof. report commissioned by the Ch Chinese Academy of Engineering. Oh, God. Yeah. Wow. Um, but then I was... Yeah, I don't know how easily people are going to give up this billion-dollar business. Yeah, seems, seems unlikely. Um, uh, seems so unlikely. I was looking for other examples of bat soup. Uh, in Indonesia, they were... Uh, the South China Morning Post posted a video where they were interviewing some people who were eating bats in Indonesia, uh, and they interviewed this bat salesman who said that after the coronavirus outbreak, bat sales have not slowed down. Oh, no. They're always sold out. And then they go to a... No. <laughs> and then they go to a nearby cafe where they see a woman eating a bat curry, and she says, God decides if we get sick. Well, she's not worried. Not sure. at all worried. Wow, 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 yeah. wow. But I mean, maybe she's maybe uh, I assume that her argument would be similar to this uh, Chinese social media influencer that I mentioned earlier in that like these bats are basically they're not from a cave. I don't know. Maybe that solves everything. I'm not trying to again. I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. 
That's all I care about. <laughs> no, look, eat what you feel you need to eat, but let's just be careful. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, after all, God decides if we get sick. Just try and keep, keep that in mind. Um, all of this has uh, necessarily led to, as you can imagine, as I mentioned, there's been some xenophobic backlash. And uh, mm. Michelle Fawn, do you know who Michelle Fawn is? Um, is she's an ASMR or a mukbang? No, she's no? uh, she was one of the original uh, YouTube makeup artists who was really. Oh no! I don't... Yeah, she was from way back. I want to say like 2010. She was really getting going, um, and then she also started Ipsy. You know the sampling. I do. Oh, I do know. Yeah, what so that she is. was also involved in that. And uh, so she's been talking on Twitter about the lash out, the backlash against Asians in light of Wuhan. Um, uh, she posted on Twitter, why are some of you telling me to go back to eating bats? I'm American, you ignorant fucks. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh... On, uh, in France, the Twitter hashtag, je ne suis pas un virus, I don't know how to say that in French, uh, which means I am not a virus, uh, has been trending. Of course. God, yeah, people are so fucking yeah. stupid. I heard in um, in New York, a lot of people, well, obviously a lot of Chinese restaurants are suffering. And then also, like, people getting, like, water thrown on them in the street and stuff if they just look oh, Asian. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, if this has made me angry at it, it's made me angry at bats. I mean, it's just made me annoyed at the world, but yeah, mostly bats. bats are, uh, yeah, it's read about bats if you want to lose your lunch. <laughs> I actually find them cute, which They're obviously so fucked you know, up. Okay, you should but... watch this bat soup video. <laughs> when they eat them uh, in the soup, their like faces. Yeah, yeah, that I think are cute in soup, Molly. <laughs> Their faces are frozen. He's in soup. I don't think he's so cute. Their uh, faces are frozen in little frozen screaming masks um, with their little, no! with their little teeth, their little fangs sticking out. Oh. Yeah, that's what you like. That's what you think is cute. Good. You heard it here first. Well, I think it's cute when it's whole and existing, yeah. not when. It- Soup. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty rough. Another group um, that has been pretty uh, ha- happier than pigs and shit. Um, we've talked a lot about the multi level <laughs> marketing community uh, th- this past season, uh, and they now have been pushing the narrative that, uh, hey, are you out of work because of coronavirus? Well, we have a great way for you to work from home. Oh yeah. god! And then also, there are lots of uh, multi-level. For those of you who need a refresher, multi-level marketing uh, are basically legal pyramid schemes, where you are getting you're recruiting people to work under you, and you get a portion of their sales kicked up to you, and you kick up your sales to the person who uh, who recruited you, and someone's always left at the bottom of this triangle-shaped business model, uh, unable to. <laughs> Move their product. Um, so for um, it's also often targeted at like stay at home people who want to work from. 
push this like working from home angle. Um, and one of the multi, le- uh, a couple of really popular multi-level marketing uh, schemes uh, revolve around essential oils. And I remember I first got interested in multi-level marketing because I lived with someone who was really into them, really into putting them in diffusers uh, when the whole Ebola outbreak was going on. And I remember, oh, <laughs> I remember reading about Young Living and Duterra getting official censures from uh, the FDA saying your uh, salespeople, the people who you say are independent contractors, but are they really, um, are saying that thieves, which is a popular essential oil, uh, is a cure for Ebola. And now, of course, people are doing the same thing with coronavirus. This is so fucking if you just stupid. look at, if you just Google Corona, not Google, if you just search virus on Facebook, you'll see all these moms posting. I believe, uh, I found one that said, I believe I put thieves oil on Payton and I every single day. Payton. Payton. The name Payton doesn't say I'm part of a multi-level marketing scheme. I don't know what does. Oh, God. They the names of children really say a lot. <laughs> she said, I put she said, I put three drops of thieves in my water bottle every day. I figure if it's worked since 1413 and protected people from the Black Death oh. and we have no cure for coronavirus, can't hurt, might help. It certainly can't. Look, I guess some things can't hurt, but you can't go around saying that they might help. There's a difference. Um, yeah, and the whole thing about it protecting people from the Black Death, I feel like we don't have to our listeners, but um, needless to say, that is not accurate. No. no. <laughs> I, uh, when we were getting ready for this episode, I was thinking of all, you know, I am definitely not MLM, but I'm a sage buying sort mm-hmm. of gal. And I like say mm-hmm. to burn it. And I was thinking like, I'm, I am that, that is some, uh, some weird woo woo part of me, but I do not go around saying that it is helpful. If it helps you privately, that's fine in your own mental, you know, hellscape. But if it, you know, I, I've been following some girls on uh, Instagram who I had to quickly unfollow. I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point, but who were just like, yeah, you know, if you burn your white sage at this time and you drop this, like you, you'll absolutely be fine. It's like, you actually can't say that. And some people are dumb and they're going to believe you. Yeah. And also, um, I remember you shared me that tweet that was like, I can't believe all, I can't believe all this bad stuff keeps happening. Women with crystals. I know that was very funny. Because it's like, it's true. I mean, if you want crystals for your own mind, have crystals, but it's certainly not going to help this viral illness. Again, you heard it here first. (laughs) We're the. I'm sorry to keep saying, I mean, we look, we have smart people Mm -hmm. listening to us. So I feel like I really don't have to say this, but I thought it was important. Dr. Katie saves the day again. Yeah. Um, So I also wanted to touch on our pal, Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop, uh, someone who she's interviewed uh, on her. uh, She does those Q&A's or Goop does those Q&A's with various doctors who practice medicine in a way that many would consider, uh, you know, not not correct. 
<laughs> in a way, you know, where they're like, they really, they really, <laughs> but they really think way. outside the box when it comes to uh, how medicine should apply to your body. Uh, and one such uh, doctor was Kelly Brogan, who's a, a psychiatrist and who does, in fact, have an MD from Cornell University. Uh, she posted a video on her Facebook. This isn't on Gwyneth Paltrow's website, but this is on her own Facebook, saying that there's potentially no such thing as the coronavirus and that the reported deaths from the virus are likely being accelerated by fear itself. Further, she personally doesn't believe in germ-based contagion. <laughs> Could this... I love when people just don't believe in things. <laughs> yeah, well, she adds, she, she admits, she says, Could this contagion be a reality for others? Absolutely, she says in the video. Oh, absolutely. It's just not for her. It's not her. for me, she adds. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This is just, I'm out. It's not for so me. So the Daily Beast pointed out this person that uh, pointed out like this, for, this goop. She's also been on the goop podcast um, talking about just kind of psycho babble, like why you should, like why uh, depression is actually just inflammation or whatever. You know, everything that's wrong with your head has something to do with your gut health. You know, are you fully doing the dishes in the background? No, I'm sorry to say that that is my um, radiator. Oh, okay. And it's very loud. It sounds like a mix of water and clanging. I, I, I can't help it. I live in an old building. Yeah, Jersey City is, a, is an ancient place. Um, it's worth. It really is. <laughs> to all. <It's> okay. Um, <laughs> Dr. Dr. Kelly Brogan uh, also is an anti-vaxxer and an AIDS denialist. Oh, no. Yes. Yep. Um, so yeah, that has been very triggering during this time, as I have read, um, for the LGBTQA plus community that this pandemic is being taken so seriously, whereas the AIDS epidemic was right. not. And additionally, people like these deniers of which I was actually going to say Dr. Drew is one, but he's not, I'm going to take that back. He actually did some good stuff with that. Anyway, um, it's been a tough time for a lot of people. Just adding that in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is interesting how... Okay, so that actually segues nicely into Dr. Drew, who is the next person I want to talk about, because I will admit that when this all got cooking, I was one of those people where I, uh, I thought, like, this seems kind of overblown because, like, it's, um, if it's just a flu, if it's a form of flu, uh, then... And why would it merit this much of a reaction? Because there, the flu comes mm -hmm. every year. Some people, you know, vulnerable people die. And we don't drop everything because of that. It's just the cycle of disease. The circle of disease is what I would. <laughs> but, of course, like now, since then, the point has been made that, like, if we have this many people getting sick, even if it doesn't kill that many people, it makes a lot of people really sick to the point that they need respirators if they are going to make mm -hmm. a recovery and it just overwhelms hospitals and it backs up everything and it makes it impossible for other sick people to get the treatment they need. So I'm all on board. I'm isolated. Exactly. I'm quarantined. You I'm are. covered in hand sanitizer. Um, but 
She I is, will say that I did, and Dr. Drew is not someone I consider a source, but I did see him on a TV show promoting this idea early on that, like, people, it's just a complete overreaction and then for us to uh, behave any differently. Yeah, he was really into saying it's not going to affect people who are healthy. So basically, like the sick should stay inside, but the healthy can kind of go on, um, which obviously is completely false that we know now because you can be asymptomatic and think that you're right. healthy and you're carrying it anyway. He really he that was his when I was reading his. Um, well, I listened to only a little bit of the dose with Dr. Drew featuring you guessed it, Dr. Rob Schneider. <laughs> um, just kidding. He's not a doctor. He's a fool. Uh, he, yeah, I, I could only listen to so much of the dose because I don't know. I just like ugh, two men talking is like, it's too much. Um, but the biggest thing I took away was just like, he like the, the literal scoffing at what the other people in the medical community are saying, which is like, no, we all have to stay inside sort of for the good of everybody and flatten the curve and all of this stuff. And he was just like, no, 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 go about your business. Sick people stay home, healthy people get on out there. And Rob Schneider is like, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I don't, again, not sure why Rob Schneider is weighing in. Yeah, he appeared, um, the thing that I read about it in the New York Times said that he uh, appeared on Dr. Pinsky's program, Dr. Drew's program, and talked about going out to dinner in defiance of the new guidelines. Yes, yes. It's like, cool, you did one rebellious thing that is like very irresponsible. Yeah, Um, I think a lot of people don't know who Rob Schneider is. He was on set. Oh, I'll. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Rob Schneider classically is um, like Adam Sandler's little shadow. He's been in like pretty much all of Adam Sandler's movies leading up to the most recent one, which he wasn't in. And he's just like this short little like, yes, man. He was in the gigolo. He starred in that. And I don't remember if he was on he SNL, was, but maybe yeah. now he knows. Sounds like a mistake, but SNL is not that funny. That's for a different episode. Okay. Um, So, yeah, he also, but um, Schneider, uh, Mr. Schneider, (laughs) New York Times calls him Mr. Schneider, which they called him doctor a second ago. (laughs) Even Mr. sounds like a stretch for. I know. Call him Bigelow. American Gigolo. Yeah. Um, he, uh, yeah, he's also uh, doesn't agree with mandatory vaccines for children. So, yes, he's a anti. This is a great time to look around and just figure out who's an anti vaxxer. Yeah. No, this, I saw a meme. This is a great time for memes also because we're all yeah. just home. Um, but I saw a meme that was basically like anti, you know, anti-vax or people that um, go out during social distancing are the same people that would hide a zombie bite. And I was like, that's very funny. Yeah. And very true. Yeah. And those people do exist. They and it's very sure least do. Now we know who they are. Um, Dr. Drew mentioned, so he's. I'm assuming people know who Dr. Drew is. He's this guy who you've probably also seen on like Teen Mom, if you're into that sort of reality television. He's like a reality TV, but is actually a doctor. 
is the best way to describe him. And he's an addiction specialist as well. He's an internist, but he studies addiction. And I, he has said this before, and I guess he's bringing it up again now because people are going to be home a lot, is um, the impact of pornography on our <laughs> psyches. And he is quite, quite concerned about that. Um, look, I, again, we don't yuck yums here. Uh, he said, I'm very, very concerned about the impact of pornography. We don't even know what it's doing to our brain development. And I'm confirmed and I'm concerned it's doing quote. He's something. a quack. <laughs> I just love that. It's like, I'm concerned it's doing something. What Dr. Drew? No, 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 honey. Something. <laughs> it's like, it's okay. I think we're going to be okay. Yeah, I don't think that now is the time to um, think too much about your relationship oh, God, no. with porn, whatever you're doing that's working for you. Now, is whatever not you're doing the that's time. working for you, keep doing it. I my, couldn't uh, agree. My extremely loud more. next door neighbor, I, I just heard her scream recently to a friend who was video chatting. She said, uh, Dave, now is not the time to rethink your drinking. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have actually been saying yeah. that to me. <laughs> and I don't know why. I'm not rethinking it. I'm very happily sipping as much yeah. as I want. Yeah, um, I wanted to. Uh, uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say about Dr. Drew? That's sort of my Dr. Okay. Drew vibe. Um, there's another fake doctor that I want to talk about. Actually, this doctor is more fake than Dr. Drew. Uh, yeah, Dr. Drew, I Googled, is he a real doctor? And the first answer is like, actually, yes, he's a highly accredited Yeah, what are you uh, going to do? Um, you don't have to be that smart to be a doctor. I yeah. just want to put it out there. <laughs> no. I'm basically yeah. fun as you um, So, but Dr. Phil, as Katie and I have addressed on our Dr. Phil episode, he actually just has a PhD. He's not a medical doctor. He has a PhD in something or other. Um, but he is not actually a doctor of psychiatry. Uh, he is just a, a man with an advanced degree. Um, so he has come up in relation to coronavirus because he had a show to interview the illustrious uh, coronavirus challenge TikToker. Uh, ah. Who uh, is a young young lady? I don't. I didn't even write down her name. Who cares? I don't want to give her more. I don't oh want to God, give, who cares? This episode really is like our favorite, yeah. our top hits. TikTok, Phil. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, this is good. Um, yeah, Dr. Phil. Uh, I don't want to give her more of a platform, unlike Dr. Phil. In our Dr. Agreed, Phil episode, Agreed. one of my main thesis was uh, that Danielle Brigoli, a.k.a. Bad Baby, the only reason she's famous is because she's been able to keep going back to Dr. Phil's show. So even though he espouses to be this sort of paternal figure who's there to lecture her and set her straight, he's actually only ever exacerbated the issue and given her a much wider audience uh, for whom to perform her antics. And he's done the exact same thing yes. with this coronavirus challenge girl. She posted a TikTok of herself licking a toilet seat with the hashtag coronavirus challenge. And now if you click, if you go to the hashtag coronavirus challenge on TikTok, you'll see people doing a, a number of gross, unhygienic thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And so once again, Dr. Phil has her on his show, makes a big show of calling her spoiled, but is actually just making her famous. So he's done it again. Right. Another hit. 
He's done it again. He's very, that's the one <laughs> yeah. thing he's good at, making his bad, yeah. bad Finding thing. annoying little women and uh, just really putting them out there. <laughs> We're going to write a new book called <laughs> Annoying Little Women. It's about four TikTokers <laughs> during the Civil War. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can't wait. I'm so glad that we all have time to work on our screenplays. Katie and I have so many. Oh. <laughs> Sorry to slap the table. Um, I can I just Absol- can I complain uh, just a little bit? Absolutely. I'm going to complain really quickly. I just feel people might enjoy this. So obviously, a lot of people are posting like you know, that they're going to work on their book now or their novel now or their short story now or now, oh, thank God, now I finally have the time to take my piano lesson or learn to sing. And it's like, if you've made it 32 years without singing, it's like, just don't. And no one needs to read your book. I'm sorry, I feel bad, but it's like, I can't, I can't imagine you're going to write anything that hasn't been (laughs) written. Um you don't, no one has, no one has my support. Sorry. That's it. <laughs> I just wanted to quickly say no one has my support. Um, and I, and I love many people who are writers. I just don't think the next novel that you didn't already start is going to start. I just want to say that I could not disagree more. Uh, Katie's views do not represent the views of yeah, no, yeah, Yink Inc. as a whole. Um, <laughs> write that book, write that book. You have to do no, do it, but just okay. Yeah, don't, don't tell Katie tell about, about it. it. You can tell me about it. I will give you some notes if you want. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I'm sorry to be such a curmudgeon, guys. I'm 14. Day- I'm an. I am a slutty, bisexual, extroverted Gemini, and it's very hard for me to be in. And I'm doing it. And it's 14 Let's days. Let's all remember to pour one out for the cranky, bisexual, extroverted Gemini. Thank They're the you. ones that really have it the hardest. <laughs> I did not say <laughs> um, that. Okay, so here's that brings me to my complaint. My one complaint that I'm just going to get out there. Uh, I've realized during this, this whole quarantine situation, I kind of think of myself as an introvert. But I've realized that I am very much not. Uh, I am an extroverted misanthrope and I need to be in the same room as people telling them what I don't like about them. And I have gotten just, just so (laughs) I was immediately sick of it. This trend of introverts being like "Uh, quarantined Uh, sounds good. I already was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you really I've never seen you happier than when you are just roasting people. Thank you. In and um and yeah, I That's it's really And it's just it never and ceases to amaze me how pr- it, this quarantine has really given people the chance to be really proud of what curmudgeons they are. <laughs> uh. I know, and it's turning me into one. I promise I'll, you know what, you're right. Write that book. I take yeah. it back. Hey, introvert. Hey, introverts, after this thing is over, continue to stay home. You're not fun. You've proven you're again and again that you're not fun. <laughs> oh, God, it's good to laugh again. <laughs> no I'll one give needs you, that you at spring break. I can't wait. Um, for spring break to be back on. 
Spring break forever, baby. It lives, it lives in, our, in minds. our minds. The eternal spring break of the spotless mind. And I think I think that's where we want to leave you all today. Uh, be well, be alone, and be with your thoughts. And tell us what you come back with. We'll talk to you very yeah, soon. Yeah, no, yeah. Dialing out. What do people say? <laughs> oh, I know. I'm going to say this is my sign off. I'm the okay. only person that's ever said this. No one's ever said this. Oh, good night. First good one. Dr. Katie, add it again. <laughs>